Well, good morning, guys, and welcome to the drive. It is March 29th, and uh, if you hear some background noise, it's raining. It's been uh, raining uh, pretty consistently here in the deep south, and uh, it's been kind of kind of cooled off. You know, it got it was cool, it got humid, now it's cooling off. It's one of those times uh, in this location where you never know what you need, <laughs> like a jacket, a shirt, shorts, pants. It's, if it's going to be cold, is it going to be hot? Sometimes you get all the different kinds of weather in one day. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, as we've kind of perused and finished Colossians, uh, I was going back to see what I, not what I, well, yeah, what I missed, what other verses that we can actually emphasize and elaborate on uh, because I've, you know, we went over about, it was 38, or sorry, 28 episodes so far. And uh, and so there's at least 28 verses. Sometimes we re- I would read two or three. It's probably about 35 to 40 verses we went over so far. Uh, but there's a lot more. I mean, it's a dense letter. It's the Apostle Paul. He writes uh, in a way that is, is deep and profound and theological. And, you know, you can read one, one verse and chew on it all week long. <laughs> and so... Uh, you know, in chapter 1, uh, Paul really emphasized in a, in, a, in a big way the preeminence of Christ, the preeminence of Jesus, that Jesus is better, that Jesus is Savior, that Jesus is Messiah, that Jesus is the one. And what we really see is, I actually want to see here I want to read you guys a verse from chapter one I went back to see what verses I didn't do you know and and there's so many but says this in uh, Colossians 117 and he Jesus is before all things and in him all things consist Wow that's a pretty bold statement he's before all things and in him all things consist I like too in Colossians chapter 1 where it's talking about everything is uh, from Him, from Jesus, and for Him. I love that so much. And so again, this speaks of the preeminence of Jesus. In Him all things consist. Think about all His attributes. It's a reflection of God. And it reminds me of the simple statement that you guys have you guys have heard but the fact is Jesus is enough he is the savior he is our messiah he's the one who died for you and died for me so that we could be saved secure set apart Jesus is enough you know oftentimes we live as if Jesus is not enough and we try to grasp for these other things of, to try to f- f- bring f- more fulfillment or uh, satisfaction or maybe we'll have more joy over here. But what that stems from oftentimes is an unsettled and discontent heart. And that's a dangerous place to be. We don't want to be unsettled. We don't want to be discontent. And I think we need to realize and re-realize oftentimes is that 
Jesus is enough. He is who we need. A lot of times, you know, people will take a little bit from this religion, a little bit from that faith-based system, a little bit of this philosophy, some of that belief, some of this Eastern stuff, some of this Western, some of this... You know, like, they'll take from all these different things, and they'll be like, oh, and also Jesus, you know, he had really good moral teachings and things that we can learn from and and glean from and everything. So, yeah, it's great, and so I'm kind of just... All of it is important to me, but no. That's very spiritually unhealthy and heretical, actually. And so we need to look to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. In Him, all things consist. He was there. The creation. He was there all throughout the Old Testament. As we're going through the Pentateuch, the Torah, in the in my uh, our midweek studies, uh, we went through Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus. Now we're in Numbers. You know, we see Jesus all throughout. We just went over uh, the story of Balaam and Balak, the angel of the Lord there with the sword. It's like there's Jesus. Like he's all throughout, foreshadowing, um, appearing before his incarnation, right in the New Testament in the first century. He's all throughout the Old Testament. You have to explain Scripture away if you think He's not. Like, He's all throughout. Jesus is enough. Look to Him. Don't, it's not, you know, it's never Jesus and. Oh, yeah, yeah, I worship Jesus, I focus on Jesus, and and also, you know, Buddha, and also, I kind of look at some stuff in the Quran, and also, I kind of go, you know, look at the, Jesus calling and you know that was that's just as good as scripture no it's Jesus his his truth his word in the beginning was a word and the word was with God and the word was God the word is Jesus so I don't know he's enough let's let's live like he's enough let's find our contentment our rest our peace our hope our salvation everything in Jesus Christ there's power in his name There's power in the work that he did on the cross. There's power in the resurrection. There's power in his ascension. There's power in the fact that he's at the right hand of God making intercession for you right now. There's power in Jesus. He is preeminent. He is Lord of the church. He is uh, the picture there in Ephesians. He's a husband and the church is the bride. He's the groom. The church is the bride. founded upon Jesus. Matthew uh, 16, 18. Talking about Peter, who is translated there in Greek, the little rock, and then Jesus, which is translated the big rock. The church isn't built upon Peter. It's not built upon Peter. There's a mistranslation there. They didn't make a distinction, and so a whole religion came out of this misinterpretation of Scripture in Matthew 16, 18. And so... There's a little rock, which is Peter, and there's a big rock, which is Christ. And that's who the church is founded upon. Cornerstone. Jesus. He's preeminent. He is enough. Look to Him. Amen. God bless you guys. Hey, I hope you have an amazing day. And I'll talk to you tomorrow.